This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. Bearing witness that none has the right to be worshipped or unconditionally obeyed except for him. We bear witness that Muhammad is his final messenger. We ask Allah to send his peace and blessings upon him, the prophets and messengers that came before him, his family and companions that served alongside him, and those that follow in his blessed path until the day of judgment. We ask Allah to make us amongst them. Allahumma ameen. Dear brothers and sisters, this is not your typical Black Friday, and it's certainly not the Jum'ah that we typically would anticipate. And SubhanAllah, as we usually every year are accustomed to the long lines that are outside of the doors of stores for hours and hours before the morning of Friday even comes in, and we don't see that same type of enthusiasm for the Masjid for Salatul Jum'ah, it's a time for us to reflect. But I wanted to reflect on it precisely in a way that we can first appreciate the context of the Prophet ﷺ and his companions. You find where the Prophet ﷺ spoke about the importance of coming to Jumu'ah early, a blessing that we don't necessarily have right now because of our restrictions with the masjid. But there's a direct correlation in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ to how early you come to Jum'ah, to how large your reward is. So the Prophet ﷺ contrasts the reward uh, from the first hour of Jum'ah all the way until Jum'ah, until it becomes a small reward. But of course, the reward is always great in the sight of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala for those who answer the call. And Salatul Fajr in Jama'ah, on Friday is the best prayer of the week as it has been reported by the Prophet authentically. So it's really from Fajr up until Jum'ah, there's the spectrum of how much reward is available to a person. And the way that that correlates to the historical context of the Prophet and his companions is that you have a choice to make how early you're going to shut down your store and make your way to the masjid. And so if you have the reward of the third hour before Jum'ah, the second hour before Jum'ah, the first hour before Jum'ah, there's a direct correlation to how many hours in the souq, in the marketplace that you're going to miss out on. And that's why in the end of Surah Al-Jum'ah, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala says, إِذَا نُودِيَ لِلصَّلَاةِ مِنْ يَوْمِ الْجُمْعَةِ فَاسْعَوْا إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَذَرُوا الْبَيْعِ ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ فَإِذَا قُضِيَتِ الصَّلَاةُ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ وَإِذَا رَأَوْا تِجَارَةً أَوْ لَهْوًا انْفَضُّوا إِلَيْهَا وَتَرَكُوكَ قَائِمًا قُلْ مَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ مِنَ اللَّهْوِ وَمِنَ التِّجَارَةِ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرٌ رَازِقِينَ It's actually the only mention of Jum'ah in the Qur'an and connected to the only mention of Jum'ah in the Qur'an is the leaving off of the things that hold you back from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so when the call of the Friday prayer is made, rush, come with anticipation to the remembrance of Allah and leave off your trade. That is better for you, if only you knew. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, once Jum'ah is done, go back to what you were doing and continue to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is best for you, that you may succeed in this life and the next. And Allah gives us this contrast, where a person sees a trade, a deal, and a person sees what they're being called to in the Friday prayer. Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, one time he went to the marketplace and he said, rush to the masjid, 
because the inheritance of the Prophet is being distributed. So what did everyone do? They closed up their shops, they ran to the masjid, they looked around. What did they find? A bunch of halaqas, a bunch of lectures in different ways and circles of remembrance and knowledge. They said, Abu Hurairah, what are you doing? Like, what was that? Are you playing a trick on us? And he said, what did you find when you went to the masjid? They said, we found all these halaqas. And he said, that's the inheritance of the Prophet Knowledge is the inheritance of the Prophet Obviously, again, we don't have ideal circumstances right now, but these are lifelong messages that have implications beyond the day of Friday and speak more about what our hearts are inclined towards and when we are satisfied with a good deal versus a good deed. And subhanAllah, last week, we talked about the hadith of the two men that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala laughs at as they enter into paradise. One murdered the other. Both of them entered into paradise as a result of repentance. And in fact, the hadith before that, Riyadh al-Salihin, it's been a while since we've read in Bab al-Tawbah, in the book of repentance, is the hadith of Anas ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu, where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَوْ أَنَّ لِبْنِ آدَمَ وَادِيًا مِنْ ذَهَبْ أَحَبَّ أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُ وَادِيًا if the child of Adam had a valley of gold, he would not be satisfied. In another narration, He'd use that valley of gold to try to turn it over for two valleys of gold. How can I turn this valley into two valleys? He wouldn't say, Alhamdulillah, for the valley of gold. He'd say, how do I make this two valleys of gold? And the Prophet said, وَلَنْ أَفَاهُ إِلَّا and nothing would fill his appetite, fill his mouth except for dust. And Allah forgives him who repents to him. Meaning that he's going to keep on pursuing more, 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 more and be in the rat race of this world of materialism, of addiction to consumption and trying to get more, 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 more. And eventually what happens? Dirt in the mouth. You die. And none of it goes with you to the hereafter. Now subhanAllah, I was thinking about this hadith and I never had really made the connection between this hadith and a hadith of Ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhumah a narration about Ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah until we actually prayed janazah just two days ago and there's a janazah tomorrow and subhanAllah we live in an era of many of these funerals and many of these janazahs many of these funerals and a lot of times the size of the janazah correlates with how well known the person was which is a problem because it should be the reward it should be the honoring of your brother or sister and the reward that is present in the janazah not whether you knew the person or not now obviously if the person you know is well known that it's going to lead to large janazahs and those are good signs within the ta'ala sometimes however a person does not have a large janazah not because they're they're not righteous no astaghfirullah they're just, they don't have as large of a social network. They're not as well known in a locality. They moved here, they moved there. These are natural things that we see. And sometimes you see the people piling on top of each other to be able to bury a person. And sometimes you see that you can't find enough people to go and to fulfill just the basic rights of a person at the time of their burial. And subhanAllah, I was thinking about this narration and how it connects to the narration about one valley of gold. So pay attention. The Prophet said, the child of Adam gets a valley of gold. He says, how do I make this two? If he gets two, how do I make this three? And he's not satisfied. 
always wants more, 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 more. Alhaakum al-takathur hatta zurtum al-maqabir. More, 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 more until death. <laughs> when you're in the grave, it's no more. But this hadith is really interesting. Picture the scene with me for a moment. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah is sitting in the masjid. And he hears this narration that Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَنْ شَهِدَ الْجَنَازَ حَتَّى يُصَلَّ عَلَيْهَا فَلَهُ قِيرَاطٌ وَمَنْ شَهِدَهَا حَتَّى تُدْفَنَ فَلَهُ قِيرَاطٌ The Prophet said that whoever attends the janazah will have a mountain of Uhud. The likes of Uhud. If you've ever seen Uhud, it's not like one mountain. It's this humongous mountain. And a qirat is like, a, like Mount Uhud of good deeds. Imagine that. The whole of Uhud in good deeds. And then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whoever follows the janazah hatta tutfan until it is buried, then he has two qirat, two of Uhud in good deeds. Ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah, who used to try to follow the sunnah of the Prophet literally to the footstep, would try to step where he saw the Prophet step and would not like to miss a single sunnah of the Prophet May Allah grant us all that love of the sunnah and of our messenger alayhi salatu wasalam that Ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah had. Allahumma ameen. He hears this and he's never heard it before. And he was a man that used to go out and pray the janazah and he wouldn't follow the janazah to the graveyard as a habit. It's not that he was intentionally neglecting it, but he was not diligent or he was not ambitious in trying to make sure that he always followed the janazah to the baqir, he'd come out, he'd pray, and then he'd go back to his home. So when he heard that, he sent a young man to Aisha radiallahu anha. He said, I want you to go ask her if this is true. And the narration of Ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah is that he was sitting in the masjid of the Prophet and he was moving the dirt through his hands nervously. He's anxious. What is he anxious over? Have I missed out on something? Have I been missing out on these mountains of good deeds these, all of these years? And he's moving the rocks through his hands, nervously waiting to hear back. The young man comes back and he says to him, what did Aisha radiallahu anha say? He says that she said, Sadaqa Abu Huraira. Abu Huraira has told the truth. Indeed, the Prophet said, Whoever prays the janazah will have one qirat, one mountain of uhud in good deeds, and whoever follows it until it is buried will have the likes of two mountains of uhud in good deeds. Ibn Umar anhu, he threw the rocks out of his hand out of anger. Anger at who? At the man? At Aisha? No. He said, How many mountains of good deeds did I waste? How many mountains of good deeds did I lose out on? How many times could I have turned it into two qararit, two, good, two mountains of uhud of good, and I missed out? SubhanAllah, the difference between the mindset that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned of the typical child of Adam who tries to turn a valley of gold into two valleys of gold, and the mindset of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah, who is upset that this whole time he's only been getting one mountain of good when he prays the Salat al-Janazah, and he never missed going out to the burial again after that moment. That's a mindset. 
How many opportunities have I missed out on? How many times was there something in front of me that I could have done good? That I could have boxed someone out to be the one to rise to the occasion, to be the first one to give that charity, to be the first one to open that door, to be the first one to pick up that trash, to be the one to do that dhikr, to be the one to call the adhan, to be the one to do this and to be the one to do that. How many times did I drag my feet towards good, but I run like a madman towards dunya? This is the difference between the two. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not allow us to miss out on the qarariq, on the good deeds, on all of the mountains of good that He has put before us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to use every opportunity that He puts before us for good. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow our hearts, our minds, our thoughts, our deeds to always be inclined towards His pleasure so that whether it is a form of remembrance or a charity or a good deed or a janazah or whatever it is that we are always amongst those who rise first to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and may Allah forgive us for our shortcomings Allahumma ameen aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullahi wa lakum wa risa'il muslimin fastaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala Allahumma ghafir al-mu'mineen wa al-mu'minat wa al-muslimin wa al-muslimat al-ahya'i minhum wa al-amwat innaka sami'un qareebun mujibu da'wat Allahumma ghafir lana wa rahamna wa a'fu anna wa la tu'adhibna Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin Allahumma innaka afuun kareemun tuhibbu al-afu wa fa'afu anna Allahumma ghafir li walidina Rabbirhamhuma kama rabbawna sigara ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين في مشارق الأرض ومغاربها اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين في مشارق الأرض ومغاربها اللهم أصلح أحوال إخواننا المنكوبين في كل مكان اللهم أهلك الظالمين بالظالمين وأخرجنا وإخواننا من بينهم سالمين عباد الله أن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على نعماء يزد لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون